Welcome to the Justified Podcast, the officially unofficial podcast for Justified on FX. I'm Jim. And I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about Season 6, Episode 4, entitled The Trash and the Snake. Uh, very entertaining episode this week, I thought. I, I Man, I think it's the best in a long time. Uh, probably, I mean, obviously some Season 2 episodes are better. Uh, I feel like that there are some Season 3 episodes are pretty entertaining. Uh-huh. Uh, the season finale of Season 4... But man, this I every time it it just kept topping itself. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And there were some season two references in this one, that's for sure. You had the Jake Busey, you had uh <laughs> Dickie, you had Loretta, you got the apple pie reference. That's and- the thing, man. My notes are like the the scene where Jake Busey explodes happened, and then I'm like <laughs> You cannot from here go into a Dickie Bennett scene. You can't do it. It's going to uh-huh. overload me. Uh-huh. I can't handle it. And it just kept it just kept piling on, man. And especially yeah. when you realize the history between the families, the fact that you know, if you recall the big friction between Loretta and Dickie and all the others is they thought they were going to get cut out of the family, you know, future and legacy because they were all a bunch of dumbasses and their mm-hmm. mom wanted to leave it to a smart sassy lady. Yep. And the fact that Dickie unwittingly sold his inheritance to her, the very thing that he most wanted not to do. Yeah. Arguably the reason he's a big part of the reason why he got on the wrong side of Raylan and, and in jail and crippled all those other things. Yeah. Because he's got this vendetta against Loretta. It's just, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. It's, it's hilarious. I don't quite understand what his, what he was trying to do. And selling the property. By selling that, yeah. Because Raylan mentioned, like, you're trying to start this feud that's been dead and buried. Uh, I don't understand what Raylan would care either way, him selling this to the, uh, his family's property. I, I don't get it. But... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know either. But regardless, the way it ended up was was just great. And, um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe they stuffed this much goodness into one episode. Sure. Kind of sets the bar pretty high for the rest. I mean, this is some finale type shit. This is some like final three episode stuff, and we're only in episode four. Yeah, and, and I, I don't. Did you I, see the preview for next week? I didn't. No. Oh my god! So I mean, we might want to uh, since you haven't seen it. For, fuck it, we're not going to do spoiler section. But holy cow, next week looks bananas too. Hmm. D- does it have another son of Gary Busey exploding? <laughs> because <laughs> that was easily my favorite part of this episode oh yeah i i went oh oh you what yeah. and, and i did boyd, not expect that boyd and duffy's reactions to it and as they're just covered covered in blood plus jake Busey, just that character was fantastic yeah i liked yeah, every bit really of good. it i've liked him since i saw him in starship troopers sure many years ago i liked uh, him since he was a gleam in gary's eye Oof. yuck <laughs> since he was a tadpole in his left nut uh uh, let me drop some science on you. Okay. Do you know who directed this episode? No. Adam Arkin. Theo Tonin. That... The one okay. and only. Yep. Yep. Uh, I don't think he needs any more introduction. You know who does need introductions? Chris Provenzano and Ingrid Escajada. Okay. Uh, I've never heard of either of those two guys, but this guy has nine, uh, Chris has nine re- writer's credits to his name. Just for uh, uh, for Justified, he's done 12 episodes. Mm. He also, uh, like a lot of writers, serves as a story editor as well. Uh, he's written two episodes of Archer, uh, two episodes of Mad Men, and... Uh, huh. That's an eclectic mix of 
writing credits. Yeah, yeah. He did the, the screenplay for Get Low, which I've heard of but not seen. Hmm. And Ingrid is uh, essentially a story editor, executive story editor on Justified. She's written 13 episodes and five episodes of Better Off Ted and one episode of Hannah Montana. <laughs> But I'm not going to deduct any points for that. Sure. Because this was a hella good episode. Yeah. So that's the nuts and bolts. This is the uh, of Open House. Okay. Uh, I thought, since this was such an action-packed episode, but also very long scenes, um, there weren't a lot of scenes, um, and I thought it was pretty straightforward mm-hmm. that maybe we just cover it chronologically instead of, like, by theme. Okay. I mean, that's how my notes are set up, naturally, because, you know, I don't watch it out of sure. order. So. Uh, I, the first thing I noticed in this episode is Boyd staring at Ava again. At their fl- they're taking turns watching each other sleep. Yeah, it's creepy. Scores two to one in Boyd's favor right now. It seems to me by the end of this, though, that he does not, he's not looking at her, not trusting her. He is looking at her thinking kind of about their future together. Yeah. this Especially after, you know, the events that transpired between these two episodes, uh, he thinks fully that she's back on his side and i'm it, almost not f- entirely sure she isn't uh, yeah i i don't know because to a foolhardy extent i thought that ava was acting sketchy as hell mm-hmm. at the end of this episode because she was yep and boyd had no idea any possible danger or whatnot yeah yeah i kind of thought that in this episode that she had probably switched allegiance to boyd and Raylan was regulated to maybe a lifeline that she ended up having to use i it's super interesting to see how this plays out next episode because from Raylan's perspective, you know, Ava's scared. Uh, she's fearing for her life. Uh, the phone goes dead. Uh, he can't get a hold of her. Um, I wonder if he just like, roll, I mean, do you roll marshals up on the hotel? If you do, that's a danger. I mean, because if you hmm. if you do that, then the jig is up. Blows Ava's cover completely. Yeah, and she's either going back. Yeah, she's if she's still alive, she's going back to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't, you risk the life. You risk your CI's life, which I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the <laughs> more, the ethics are on that from a law enforcement's perspective. If you've got a criminal informant, yeah, that you put in a dangerous situation, and they give the well, I forget what Raylan called it the the grenade text or the nuke bomb text or whatever he says. Because he said, you text to be blah, blah, blah. That's the, you know, queen mother of text signals. That means, you know, Armageddon's... I can't remember exactly what folksy expression he used. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) But no, I I, I don't know. I'm going to be interested to see how that uh, plays out. Mm -hmm. Uh, What did you make of Ava and and Raylan's conversation here with... um, Ava asking him, you know, what it feels like to have someone's fate in her, in their hands, uh, in his hands, rather. Uh, she's, she, I mean, she's obviously annoyed by her predicament and the pressure they're putting her under, but I felt like it was, it was a bigger question to Raylan. Well, also that thing about like, you know, why are you, you know, what exactly are you asking? Are you asking about what, why this isn't a room for the two of us? Why we're not drinking champagne? Like, you know, mm. they had an intimate relationship mm-hmm. that I don't remember exactly all the ins and outs of why that ended. I know part of it was Raylan was still in love with Ava or uh, Winona. Uh, part of it was uh, Ava started getting attracted to Boyd in early season two, which that completely uh, killed it for, for Raylan. <laughs> do you think she holds something of a torch for Raylan? Mm. And do you think Raylan holds no. a slight bit of a torch for her? For Th- That might be true. 
Really? I think Ava's over him. Yeah. Yeah, I think Ava's been over him for a long time with huh. Boyd and all that stuff. Uh, I, I got to say, Ava's hair is looking good now that she's working at the salon. She has sure. gotten it upgraded for sure. Hair, makeup, prison, and dress. Prison is hard on the hair. <laughs> it, it, indeed. <laughs> and, indeed. And she's looking a lot better now that she's out and working at the salon. That's what's amazing in Orange and the New Black. Not that this is the only thing that matters, but when you see these ladies like at gala events, it's like, holy shit. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I had no, I you know, some of them like the the Pentatucky character just are made up to look like, you know, ten miles of bad road. But mm. and so that's not surprise. But you know, even uh, Taylor Schilling, you know, uh, it's again, it makes me. Yeah, wonder. I'm sure they purposely just try to make them look disheveled and sure bad. But I'm just saying, like, with hair and makeup makes them look that much better. Like, why did us dudes never start wearing makeup? Like, dudes do wear makeup on television. Timothy Oliphant sure, yeah. wears makeup on oh, Justified. Yeah. Every news anchor, 95% you know. 95% of dudes on TV. Everybody's showing up yeah. to do an interview. They all make cut. You know why? Because you look better. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm not saying I want to wear makeup. <laughs> maybe a little lipstick. Aaron is wearing makeup maybe right a little, now. Maybe a little rouge. You can't tell because it's good makeup, but trust Plus me, it's he's under, wearing it. it it's, a, it's, it's a bitch to apply with his beard. <laughs> um, but I just, I've always wondered, like, you know, what, how, why... Why does it's only does it only matter for women to look good? I'm I'm sure it's seated somewhere in the roles of men and women in society. Sure, uh, as as it moves through the ages, I don't know the answer though, and I'm not going to speculate on that because I'll get in trouble. That is where you get in trouble. Speculate? Speculating on shit you know nothing about. Just ask questions. That's yeah, the safe yeah. <laughs> yes, can't, can't and get, imply answers. No don't one give answers. Get, <laughs> no one can get mad at you just asking questions. Sure. Uh, but no, between that and and her saying, don't say that you and me don't have a special relationship, and him saying, I never said that, mm-hmm. something there. Yeah. They're, they're both yeah, each other's plan right. Bs. I, maybe that's okay. that's it. If this law enforcement thing doesn't work out, he's going with <laughs> Ava. Well, that's run the off. thing. Like, I think Ava... If this that, daughter in Florida thing doesn't work out. <laughs> no, that's like, I wonder, like, is Ava really an outlaw at heart? Or is she just a Harlan girl at heart, and she doesn't mm. really care. Um, she's going to do her thing, and you know, if her man's a gangster, that's fine. If her man's a lawman, that's fine. Uh, where Raylan, clearly, he has. Uh, although that's the interesting thing about Raylan too, because he is he sure he's a lawman and he wears a badge, but he does a lot of things that are not beyond his police powers. That shit he pulled oh, certainly. Yeah. with the Tonins at the airport a couple couple years back. I, very first what episode. What he did with poor... Very first scene of the very first Dewey? episode. I mean, sure. he's shooting guys. He's constantly getting in trouble for that. And sure. like, that's been a, the crux of his character the entire time. That He's a lawman who kind of bends the law and often breaks the law in favor of putting bad guys away. And I think it's also awesome the conversation he has with Art this episode about the trash and the snake. Yes. That is an excellent parable. That applies so well to Raylan. Uh he he's going around looking to put down all the criminals. And Art's like, look, you can't. Yeah. You can't. It's just not gonna happen. There every time you cut off one head, three more grow back. Right. Uh I, I thought that was a really awesome scene uh, yeah. later on in the episode. Yeah, which makes you think like if Art feels that way, then why catch any of them? Well, you can still do what you can do, right? Yeah. And that's Raylan's argument, sure. 
Um, I, f- I felt like art was doing the bunk. You're trying to give a fuck when it's not your turn to give a fuck. Like uh-huh. you are assigned your fucks to be given to the Boyd case. Yeah. You need to keep them there. You only have so many to give. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. just <laughs> yeah. do what I do what I tell you. <laughs> Uh, the upshot of uh, Boyd getting called away by Duffy in the first scene is that Ava's got the day free, mm-hmm. uh, except for Catherine Hale shows up and says, you're going to have lunch with me and is super scary because she picks up on the cigarettes. Like she's Ava says, Oh, I was outside having a cigarette. Even before then, like their whole interaction yeah. was very, I am an alpha female mm-hmm. and I don't trust you. And I'm going to be looking underneath your fingernails. Yeah, I I guarantee you this is the hard woman that Avery was talking about last episode. Sure. This is one of them, Catherine sure. Hale. Yeah, which uh, you know, we know. Uh, I liked how uh, Avery described uh, Markham as uh, a smelling of sulfur. Like he's literally <laughs> the, devil. You know, the, the devil. He could definitely uh, play a devil. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but uh, Sure, he's got the, the Al Pacino-esque devil vibe going on. <laughs> right. Uh, we talked about art a little bit, um, which, again, I thought that's a great scene between them and, you know, how art is getting cantankerous. His wife is feeling sorry for him, mm-hmm. not letting him eat anything. So he kicked her out and he's like making eggs and pancakes. <laughs> and That's so art. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah, he had to talk. We were talking about the snakes on the way to the trash. Do we need to talk anything more about this scene? Um. Raylan's there to get I'm, information on Markham, and this was essentially backstory for stuff that we've suspected. Well, we get, yeah, I mean, we had somebody write in and tell us as much on this, so we kind of knew this already, but I feel like for people watching this, this is brand new information. Yeah, and like I said, I when Graham Yost is doing his, um, his post-mortems, as they call them, yeah. I thought he was giving some big spoilers away because he's basically talking about Markham was in the legal weed business and he's got down here in Kentucky buying up properties. And like he was talking about that weeks ago. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man, that's a massive spoiler. Turns out all this gets out on the table uh, by the fourth episode. So yeah. I'm starting to think that maybe he didn't really consider that that big of a spoiler. This isn't this isn't the um, the D.B. Cooper type mystery that we've seen before. There might be more twists coming. There's, yeah. <laughs> Bigger twists. Yeah, because right now, again, we understand everyone's kind of motivations with the exception of Ava. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Ty Walker is a wild card, too. I don't understand why he's working for Markham, why Markham tapped, tapped him to work for Could him. Could be as simple as money. I mean, maybe these are his guys, and now when this business pays off, he's going to get paid. There's something deeper, man. I would not be surprised if we find out Ty Walker is like his bastard. It's his Jon Snow. (laughs) All right. You don't Uh, think you don't you don't get a whiff of that? Like he's so deferential to this guy. Lets him drink his drinks. He is, but. I mean, you're kind of deferential to your boss, right? Like, that's just how that power structure works. I don't know. Usually criminals are more portrayed. There's not that much respect between a criminal and an underling. There's sure respect, but there's not like this just, whatever you say, sir, here, have my alcohol. Would you like to try my girlfriend on for size? Like, Unless you're Dewey Crow and your brother comes in from Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Then then you do whatever he says. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, the important thing here is uh obviously like the business stuff and also that Avery might actually be a snitch who killed his partner and or who killed the the guy who was his contact um 
in the police force, uh-huh. uh, and then disappeared. Nobody ever saw him again. Right. But his At the same time that his partner Grady, went to jail. Yeah. Grady Hale went to prison. Now, there's also this... Ro- you speculate why. Did... Uh... Well, his test. I mean, it it might be his testimony that uh-huh. landed Grady in jail. Uh-huh. Maybe. Nobody knows whose testimony that was. Yeah, you're right. It's some... It's the snitches, but they don't know who the snitch is. They think it's Avery. Well, everyone thinks it's Avery in this episode that has any yeah. kind of position to know, including Catherine. And what's interesting about... Her side of the story is that she was basically poking Avery just for fun, mm-hmm. but she truly loved her husband, uh, and she's mad at him for snitching him out. And I wonder if this is going to be Markham's downfall that he uh, he wanted her kind of to himself mm-hmm. and didn't know that she didn't feel that same way and thought that he was doing something to be sly and maneuver things the way they both wanted it, and now he's going to have to deal with the you know, the woman's fury here. Crazy theory. What if Catherine Hale was a snitch? What if Catherine Hale is Ty Walker's mother? <laughs> that's, you know, crazier what? theory. You know what? That's actually really good. That's actually really good because Catherine they're setting would setting definitely... us up as Avery being that guy. What if he's not? And the and guy is a girl because she also has a motivation for hating Grady. The fact that she was brains behind the operation or so she claims, but she never got any of the credit. And how about this? So she's killing them both so she can just be the queen pin of the whole damn thing. Yeah, she's complaining about how she doesn't get respect anymore from the jeweler. Uh, she used to run this town, that sort of thing. Uh, sure, Dicky is is saying how like. The guy behind the guy is a woman. Uh, we know that's obviously Loretta, but oh, in the end, that could has... also apply to Catherine Hale. Yeah, I'm gonna throw it out there. Official prediction: Catherine Hale one. is the is the snitch who killed the the law enforcement dude. That's and a ratted out one. her husband. Yeah, I like that a lot. Okay, <laughs> you definitely win the prediction war. So right. far, we still have so, a lot of episodes to go. Still plenty of episodes. Yeah. Uh, this brings us to Tim and Raylan visiting Calhoun. Oh, man, this is such a good scene. And he uh, essentially the deciphers the book under very light threat from Raylan and Tim. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not even sure what the threat there is. <laughs> uh, I do believe that this is a strong candidate for line of the week. Uh, Occam's razors, Thor's hammer, who gives a shit? <laughs> yep, I've got that one written down. Uh, I like that a lot. Uh, apparently, Harland is land of the Christmas tree weed. Mm, I don't know what that means. I, I big bushy tall plants. I don't know. Oh, so Probably. it's a description of the the quality how well of they work, trees, how well they grow there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that makes sense. They thrive yes, off yeah. of coal dust and slurry ponds, right? <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> plenty of it. Uh, uh, so um, anyway, there. This whole thing is kind of well. I don't think we're through the legal weed part of it yet. No. But they're building, buying a whole bunch of property. We found out the fires are way up in Harlan County, mm-hmm. and uh, the one couple that we met that called uh, that we met that called Ty Walker Peacock it uh, died of carbon monoxide poisoning. Yeah, the Hutchins is their name, and they also just happened to have because uh, there's this there's this um, there's this ledger where if it's circled, they've made an offer. Um, if it's circled the line through, they've made two offers and accepted it. And if it's circled <laughs> and X'd out, then apparently that's dead because, yeah. you know, that that's 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 worth taking. That's the Hutchins. Uh, anything else to say about that scene? Nope. Moving on to uh, Catherine Hale talking to Ava about how she was a cheerleader and that cheerleaders never know how much power they have and they don't know how to use it. 
And she also asked a lot of probing questions about her past, like, how did it feel when she killed her husband, ex-husband? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess he is ex. She made him an ex. Uh-huh. She circled him and exed him out. <laughs> um, and also, at the very end, uh, you know, I saw this on when I saw this on the upcoming preview last week. I thought there was going to be a head under there. Yeah, or I did. Something I crazy. totally or a hand or. But I something. wasn't sure who it could be because it's mm-hmm. it's too early to be Mame and Boyd. Although yeah. that would have been shocking. And I don't know that she has a real strong connection to anybody. Yeah. I mean, Raylan would be the other choice, but there's no way in hell he's going to get maimed at this point in the season. Uh, but it turns out it's just a couple rails of coke. Yeah, I'm. I'm. So, what is her deal here? Why is she getting Ava coked up and taking her to steal jewelry? I don't know. I don't know. Is... This is ultimately all part of her taking a measure of this woman. Certainly, I feel like it's also a setup for something, though. Like, she's setting Ava up for some kind of fall here. It could be, or it could be that she's just, you know, um, uh, you want to get her comfortable. You want to get her out of her element. You want to get her kind of tongue loosened up and get her jacked on adrenaline and coke and see if she, you know. And then once she's very Mm. comfortable, you hit her with something that... You know, you're trying. It's it's like police interrogations. You always think it's like, you know, how how in the hell do people ever spill their guts? Well, there's a whole technique. Mm-hmm. You get them comfortable, and you kind of understand what their reactions are when they're stressed or not stressed, and you ask them like a true or false question, and then you see if their eyes bug out, if they start sweating, or they start stammering, and that discomfort is what lets you notice something wrong. I kind of feel like that's she was rope a doping her. But to what end? I I get that that's what she's doing. But I think she wants if if a, if she thinks Ava's a rat. Is Ava? If a if if she knows Ava is a rat or a potential rat, then it behooves them all to flush her out. And I think it's super. That's interesting. true, but it feels throughout the entire episode that she does know that. Like clearly, Ava was lying with the cigarette break, but she had to know. She had, but that could be anything. It could be, and I think she had to know for sure. And she went through this whole day to very thoroughly find out. And by the end, she knows. And I don't know what she does with that information. Okay. Because, I, you know, Boyd obviously is in the throes of Ava Lust. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not going to believe anything just right off the bat anyway. Yeah. She has no real evidence. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if in the next episode or two we don't see uh, whoever that guard is strung up uh, with her hand uh, twisting his nuts, making him confess to, you know, Raylan leaning on him to get the deal to let Ava go. Yeah, could be. And if they do that in front of Boyd, then what? <laughs> yeah, then Boyd has to make a decision. Because that's the thing. Like, she can't go to Boyd and be like, she's going to kill me because I'm yeah. a snitch. No, definitely. No, she can't tell anybody. Mm-hmm. She's stuck in the the middle of this entire group. I mean, I don't know. I think there's a way... There's a way and a time and a place which she could go to Boyd and say, look, Boyd, I'm in trouble. I'm only out of jail because I'm supposed to be helping them build a case against you. I'm giving them bad information. I've been trying to find a time for us to be able to break out of here. But That time is when he gets a whole bunch of money, and they can run out of there. I kind of think the time is like now. Like, she has to, her, it feels (laughs) like, of course, that's the the brilliant thing about this show, is just when you think that they're painted into a corner, Mm -hmm. someone gets a bright idea to pole vault out the front door, and then you never saw it coming, so... To me, it feels like she has to choose whether she's going to be for herself and just skate, whether she's going to help out Raylan or whether she's going to help out Boyd. 
in the next episode or two because now Catherine knows. And it's just a matter of time of tracking down this guard, which she says she could do at any time, and mm-hmm. I believe her. Yeah. And getting him to confess and doing it in front of Boyd and Duffy, and then it's too late for Ava to make that play. And that could happen. Like, mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen in a few episodes, it's going to be like, why? Yeah. Why, why would you sit on that info when your operation's at risk? Sure. Sure. Okay. Uh, what do you think about Jake Busey? Uh, <laughs> I think Jake Busey is awesome. He's a chip off the old block. Yeah. He's a chip off the old tooth. <laughs> he, he's drinking, uh, what is he drinking there? Uh, Negronis? Negronis? Yeah. Negronis, yeah. It's, a, it's an Italian drink that tastes like grapefruit. Grapefruit drink, sure. If I was Boyd, I would pass too. <laughs> Um, but I also like the fact that this makes, cause we were wondering like, why are they guarding money And mm-hmm. you know, why are they got these safety box, deposit boxes? Why do they need an old safe? All this stuff. This makes perfect sense. Cause this is a real life problem that you have in the weed, legal weed business. Cash. Uh, JP Lots Morgan, well, JP Morgan Chase does not want your money. Mm-hmm. Uh, Citibank does not want your money. You have to figure out your own way to provide security for your uh, your warehouses and your cash and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it kind of makes sense that you'd have mercenaries and a large banks sitting on your, your weed bunny. Yeah, I mean, even more so in states where it's not legal yet. Sure. Like but, Kentucky. Right, so. right, right. Um, there's not much to talk here except for why they're storing the money in the, the bin and the money bin, if you if 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 you will, and also how hard it is going to be to crack this safe, and why they needed Gary Busey's kid to do it because he's the one that's got the C eleven, which I'm not even sure if that's a thing. I don't know if that's a thing, but it doesn't seem like he is very skilled when we the, first meet him. Really? He seems crazy. He seems weird. He seems like, I mean, he certainly seems like he might know what he's talking about, but there's no evidence of that around him, right? See, I thought that's a trope of the eccentric, brilliant specialist. It, it totally is a trope. Like yes. they always have, like there's always something about them, right? This guy happens to date uh, women wearing Daisy, Daisy Dukes bikini tops and snakes, and he drinks Negronis, and he's got a very lackadaisical attitude towards high explosives. That's the thing. I think the the trope here is the guy who doesn't look like he would know anything, mm. but actually does. And, and they, I mean, he all but says that in the episode. Sure. So. Uh, but, uh, and, and I think that Boyd thinks all this and he's getting, losing patience with his bullshit. And, uh, the guy says, Hey, uh, this is how, you know, he's an expert. I've actually got this exact model safe set up in some place where we can bang it. And I can show you that I can open it before, you know, you can try before you buy. It's a safe cracking demo. Yeah. What's better than that? Right. <laughs> uh, but first he, when the guy providing the demo explodes, <laughs> that's better. But first he confiscates all the guy's cell phones, Yeah, uh, which I thought, what the hell is he going to, what, is there like a safe cracking app that he's going to install on their phones? What the hell? Mm-hmm. I have a scene about Hale and uh, Catherine Hale and Ava going jewelry shopping. Yep. And uh, it's essentially a scam where Ava distracts the gentleman and uh, Catherine switches the tennis bracelet out for a fake, and somehow uh, they leave while Skyler's crying in the back room about a tiara, <laughs> and this leads into a conversation about how bitter she was at how far she's fallen since Grady has been busted, because she you know, used to have these lines of credits, all these jewelry stores. This guy used to meet him, meet her at the front door with champagne, and now she's just bu- he's just buzzing her out. Yeah. Um. And Ava says, 
are you not afraid? He has cameras ever. And she's very breezy about, nah, he's not going to do anything because he probably is afraid that I still got the juice to have him killed. Mm-hmm. Do you think she still has the juice to have him killed? Sure. I think she goes to Avery. That might happen. Do you think that this is going to be something that busts Ava? I'm a little worried about that because the entire time they were doing it, I was thinking the same thing as Ava. What about the cameras? What about, like, there is evidence here. But they'd have to know it was stolen first. Sure. The other thing is, if Catherine thinks that she is a criminal informant, mm-hmm. then I don't think calling the cops on her would do anything because the cops are maybe they throw her back in jail because she didn't fulfill the terms. Of, but it's not like she's in trouble for doing something in the line of duty, I don't think. So were you saying that she's going to purposely get busted for that? No, I was saying that I don't... And when Ava doesn't get arrested for it, she's going to know? No, no, no. I was just saying that I don't think this was anything other than her, uh, you know, being Dixie Southern outlaw, rebel outlaw. Okay, I, I think you're right. I don't think this yeah. is going to come back. This, is not, this isn't going to be like the videotape out in the desert and Breaking Bad. This is... <laughs> this, I mean, well, yeah, it could be exactly it like that. It will be exactly that. that nothing yeah. comes of it. Uh-huh. Um, what else? Uh, this is now Raylan and Tim going out to the Hutchins house, which uh, was her, his yep. old English teacher. Turned out she's a terrible English teacher. Almost put Raylan <laughs> off of books. <laughs> I hated her. She hated English. Almost turned me off of books. <laughs> yeah. That is a pretty bad teacher. Uh, another candidate for line of the week yep. uh, where Tim says uh, about how he wants to go out and he, because they're talking about this old couple that's smothered to death in their bed. He's like, it's a sweet mm-hmm. story. That's how I want to go. He goes, ah, oh, just kidding. I want Sigourney Weaver to choke me out for thighs. Uh, it's, it's great. Tim is awesome. Uh, Tim's Tim and Tim is all about the MILFs. Is he? All about the GILFs, really. It's Sigourney Weaver's Sigourney Weaver, 60 yeah. now? Sure, but uh, Sigourney Weaver's an attractive woman. Especially yeah. back in her heyday, man. I'm telling you what, there. I had the. Uh, I wore out that section of my a- a copy, Alien, where she's <laughs> oh slithered God. into the spacesuit. World class <laughs> ass. That's all I'm saying. Yep. Um, but find out, Raylan's pretty cool with weed. Raylan's not about to bust people. I wrote that then. Raylan yeah. is kind of. He's like, uh, weed, weed legalized in Kentucky. Yeah, and you know what? He's never. That's been a consistent theme in this whole show. Marshals roll up, and you're snorting coke, or you're you know smoking meth yeah or you're shooting heroin or smoking dope they don't care Uh uh-huh if you have a outstanding warrant or you're doing something like that then yeah they're going to haul you in but they don't really care about the drugs no i think i mean definitely raylan himself he doesn't care but i think also it's not really that that's not the marshal's job so much sure enforce those kind of just small time laws they're out hunting fugitives right hunting criminals uh, I, I don't think they're going to bust these low, low-level low guys. Yeah. I wouldn't surprise me if the whole cast is pretty much, uh, yeah. you know, high times. It's, yeah, it's you like, can't it's tell like, me that Timothy Oliphant has never smoked joint. I'm just saying, there's some on. trailers that are pretty foggy between Jerry Davis <laughs> and his surfing and Timothy yep. Oliphant, and now you got Sam Elliott, which I assume is like the kind of, uh, uh, you know, Willie Nelson-type hippie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick Searchy, or Searcy, is that his name? Uh, who is he? He's pretty arch Republican. I could see him. Tim? No, that's Art. That's Art. Okay. I could see him kind of like stink eye and everybody mm. has the fog rolling out of the trailers, but uh, he might be the only one. <laughs> he might be the only one that doesn't get down. All right. Uh, but Tim, you know what he is? He's a he's an ace investigator because he's he's cracked the code. He's he's found the uh, plastic that used to cover the windows that mm-hmm. was concentrating the carbon monoxide and. 
That's how. Yep. So you were wrong about the whole plastic. You thought this was going to be some kind of wet works job. I did, yeah. But I was right that they were killing them. <laughs> Indeed, you were you were wrong about being right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, speaking of wind, uh, uh, Jerry Burns and his uh, surfing surfing yeah. ways. They worked that explicitly into Wind Wind Duffy. Wind they Durfie. did. I I got to think that that is a conscious decision on the writer's part and his part to be like, you know, I I surf a lot. I'd love to mention it on the show. Yeah. I feel like that this is a pretty loose team of writers. They let <laughs> they let actors do all kinds of stuff. Like, you yeah. know, Dewey Crow, uh, you want to come up with the Turtle Dog backstory? Sure, yeah. we'll work that into you the You got plot. a good idea, we'll listen, and if we like it, we'll we'll use it. A uh, million dollars does afford a man a lot of sex wax. <laughs> it does. It does. I also like. I also like uh, uh, boy just casually correcting him. He's like, "What are you going to do? Go learn to speak Farsi and hide out in Tunis?" He's like, uh, first of all, they speak Arabic in Tunisia, to, uh, to Tunisia. Tunisia. Yep. And right about then, the Wiz announces that he has it covered, and he has the entire room covered in red because it turns out he forgot to get his own cell phone and blew his ass up. And yeah. Yeah, my that, first reaction was my jaw dropped, and uh-huh. then I couldn't stop giggling. <laughs> yeah, at Win Duffy and Boyd's reaction, just standing there in silence, because because Win is just like keeps his his eyes are just stay closed, and Boyd like like is <laughs> just really. I wonder how many takes they did of that. I don't know, man, but that that's, had to be a great day on set. That's a huge reset every single time. Oh yeah, you got to hose them down. That's a 30 minute process. You got to uh-huh. go and then they got to go through clothes. makeup and hair, mm-hmm. especially Boyd's hair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's like a 30 minute job to get all that, you know, it's either that or he just sticks his finger in an electric socket. Duffy's hair is no joke either. I mean, he's got the the wave going on and in the front. And what about the eyebrows? Yeah. Yeah. You think they like curled his eyebrows? I I think he does that. Like I I don't know what he's doing there, but his like he's got the thing where he can lift the sides of his eyes and not the middle. Yeah, but he also like he's got the great he's horned owl. Like he's got like a like yes. a curly cue in his eyebrows. Uh huh. He's like halfway to being a wizard. Ah, <laughs> <sighs> um. Now we got another. Uh, just when you couldn't think the episode could get any better, mm-hmm. uh, we roll in the jail and find Dickie Bennett in a wheelchair <laughs> to what do i owe these particular splinters in my <laughs> asshole today <laughs> and all, i love the fact that uh, you know Raylan makes admittedly a a rape joke in poor taste sure and then uh dicky calls him on it and then uh-huh. Raylan's like well what can i say i you know i see you and i i, I kind of feel pity for you then i want to make fun of your wheelchair i've got <laughs> conflicted impulses <laughs> Like, I kind of want to punch below the belt when I'm dealing with, with a cockroach like you. Yeah, yeah, I can see why. I mean, Dickie Bennett, man, uh, he's, I I am delighted every time he's on screen. Uh, he, like, I know he's overacting. My God, he's overacting, but I don't care. This is the same funny. dude that played uh, in Lost, like, this really the crazy c- scientist, yeah. cerebral guy. And here mm-hmm. he's this, I don't know what you call the performance because... It gets m- more and more extreme. It does every single time. It's like I, 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 I. He watches all the tape from before, and he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it even further. Yeah, I'm gonna make the pauses weirder. I'm gonna make <laughs> the hand gestures more random. Uh-huh. I'm gonna make my face crazier. Uh, it's hilarious. And what's funny is, uh, my girlfriend watched last season with me, mm-hmm. but she's not seen the heyday. She's not seen season two and three. No, oh, that's Dicky at his best. I, but she was laughing out, not knowing anything about it. <laughs> she was laughing out loud just at him being him. Yeah, it's great. What's and this he's... guy's name? Jeremy 
Davies? Jeremy Davies. He is in Lost, he is a very similar acting character, but it's toned way oh, down. Oh, way down. Way down. Way down. But but you can see he does he does the same affectations and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh and he he plays this kind of slightly unhinged smart guy really well. Mm-hmm. Uh and here he's Dickie's... playing a very unhinged dumb guy. <laughs> well, that's the thing like Dickie Although is very he's pretty smart. Dickie's clever and cunning, but no, he is not smart. He's pretty perceptive, I think. Like yeah. he understands what Raylan is trying to do to him. Uh-huh. Uh and yet he plays along with it. He he, and he gives him what he wants. He's a schemer. Like he has fairly good schemes, but he doesn't understand is his lack of ability. Okay, yes. Like definitely. I remember there's a couple times where if he had been more astute judge of who he chose to be in his crew, <laughs> uh-huh. uh and if he had done, you know, um, been been a little bit more aware of what he could and could not do vis-a-vis being a leader, he could go pretty far. Yeah. But he's not, and now he's in a wheelchair and, and, <laughs> and, and locked up. Sure. Uh, you know, Tim continues to be on fire saying, uh, do you lovers want a conjugal visit? Uh-huh. And then uh, Dickie says, uh, I'm looking for a revelation, which Raylan plays along with and becomes the archangel... Raylan Givens, who's going to give him a fully loaded commissary tray. And then Dickie says... He calls him numb nuts in the middle of it. Because he's like, I can't do it. He's like, search your soul, numb nuts. Yeah. <laughs> Which is another strong candidate for line of the week. It, it, the dialogue in this show, top to bottom, has always been spectacular. Yeah. Uh, and it's I feel like they're really digging deep in this final season and just coming up with some great ones. Yeah, they're like, how can we make this dialogue the best? Uh, turns out he's got diabetes. Do you really think he has diabetes, or is he just shining? I believe he has diabetes. I don't know that it's going to be a big issue for him. Too but... much RC Cola and, and moon pies. Yeah. It just, you know, yeah. the, the old pancreas can't keep up. Mm-mm. Uh, and then we find out that he sold his property. And then this is what I don't understand. I don't understand how this scheme in any way affects Raylan. But Raylan at the end says, so let me get this straight. To You wanted to resume a feud that's long since ended, and to do that, you sold your property to Loretta McCready, which then makes Dickie he, lose his mind. When did he sell this property? I was under the impression he sold it a long Re- time ago. No, recently. Hmm. Recently, I think. But again, uh, it, yeah, it, I don't know I, why. I think he did it, to, but to start some shit with Raylan, but I don't. I mean, maybe the fact that Raylan, if he sold it from prison, that that would draw Raylan's attention to come over and talk to him. <laughs> but that's kind of reaching. If you understand, so if you understand what the hell that, I mean, I, I get the whole L and M consolidated and how Loretta just you know outwitted Diggy. Yep, I get that. I don't understand how this had any connection with his and Raylan's feud. Yeah, so I might have been asleep at the switch some point, some point, or not remembering something from season four because uh, he wasn't in five. No, I mean, obviously, we know the thing that brings them to that to to the prison, right? I mean, you know, it did catch the eye of Raylan because he's investigating these he's properties investigating all these now. Property sellings. Yeah. He saw who it sold to or yeah. who sold it, and he went over to talk to Dickie. Yep. But yeah, I don't know why Dickie would sell it necessarily. Uh, but he did, and then he finds out it's Loretta, and of course, you know, he was trying to kill Loretta the last time we saw him. That's mm-hmm. how why he's in the wheelchair. Yep. And he just uh, sold his ancestral lands <laughs> to one Loretta McCready, which we get to see yeah. in the next scene, which again, this episode continues to get better. And they, they really hammer home the point that the Bennets are gone. The Bennets are gone from... Uh, 
from Harlan. And kind of, the, you know, there's not very many Crowders left. There's just the one Crowder. Well, I guess Ava's a No, but they, as well. specifically the Bennetts, they say, you know, the Bennetts have been around like uh, six generations. Avery says in the next scene, yeah, they've been around Harlan forever. Yeah. And now they're gone. Raylan yeah. took them out. Yes, yes, he did. An entire bloodline is just devastated. Uh, so we got Ty Walker trying to talk um, Loretta into selling her land. Okay. Which she's not having any because she's got plans, which we'll find out. Um, I love, uh, she goes to pour him a glass of apple pie. Awesome. Which I was like sat for it on my couch. I'm like, yep. oh, if she, it's like, so how does this play out? She murders this dude. <laughs> I guess because I talked in a preview how I'm not a huge Loretta fan. I was yeah. in season two. I kind of liked in season, but I felt like every time they keep bringing her back because she's so popular and not every time is it worth it. Mm-hmm. I also think that I thought Loretta was going to be more of a Raylan type character. That in she's more ethical and moral and oh, she was going to reject okay. her kind of heritage it seems like she's hell-bent on being a uh next generation Catherine hale yeah and now i think i'm cool with that okay i mean i i've always been cool with loretta i haven't had any problems with her character yeah i just wanted to for as much grief that Ray, and as many bodies that got put in the ground on her behalf it kind of like you know it'd be cool if she became more of a karen cisco type than a mm-hmm. Catherine hale type but now that I've got my expectations rearranged, you know, a, a Robin Hood-esque weed, legal weed grower seems like a pretty pretty good uh, a gig for her. Sure. I love how she treats Raylan, though. It's like, you know, she opens the door at Tim. She's like, oh, shit. What, you know, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, that's she's always had that relationship with Raylan. That's you know? 90% of Raylan's reactions. Open the door. Yeah. Oh, Christ, it's Raylan. Sure. Uh, so uh, Loretta's plan here is fairly obvious, right? She takes out Avery. Uh, who is trying to move in on the business in Harlan? Because but she, she wasn't. She didn't poison the glass. No, no, she didn't. Unless uh, she's d- been doing. But the that's whole... that's what we're meant to think, right? Like certainly, she's going to take out Avery, and she's going to be the weed queen in Harlan. Right. No. Which you know, I could see that. Sure. The red is tough. It wouldn't surprise me if she tried to have those. You know, did the uh, Mason glass with all those guys, and then it was sitting on the table for a while, and I was like, okay, who's going to pick this up? How like. What are we going to see? Who's going to die from this? Sure. There's a lot of teasing of danger because in this yeah. very scene when Raylan comes up, Ty Walker's like, you can't tell me. Like, I'm trying to treat with this young woman. And uh, Raylan's like, could you just take a big step to the right? And uh-huh. then Ty pulls back and shows his gun. I'm like, oh, my God. Are we going to see uh, one of the big bads draw down on Raylan this early? But no, he's reaching for his cell phone. Yep. They, Which, continue, they continue that threat yeah. without paying it off. I'm telling you. No, there's going to be there's going to be some epic epic gunplay in this season. Come on, it's yep. justified. We've it's gone, the final season of Justified. It's bodies are going to drop. Yep. Uh, but he calls Mr. Markham instead, who comes promptly and asks Loretta, 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 <laughs> to lick her pinky and stick it in that uh, their mason jar to make sure it's not going to kill her. Now, how did he find out about apple pie? Uh, he knows the, the, he said he knows the Bennett's because they were in the same line of work and he goes, that's how so, I knew about the apple pie. So is that something that Mags, I guess, would have told him about? Oh, I, I or is that a like, tradition with the Bennett's? I, yeah. I feel like the, not, not the, the number of people been killed by apple pie is not just two. Okay. You know, this is, this is something that gets. If you're sufficiently high up in the southern underworld, you, you've heard about the Bennett apple pie. Okay. 
what I think would be super funny is if Lorette has been doing the Princess Bride. Uh, I've been working for years to develop an uh, immunity to. I, I was wondering if they, that's where they were going. Type yeah. thing. And, and uh, <laughs> you know what? I'm not ruling it out. I'm not ruling it out for her to come back later in the season and for one or more of these people to be dusted off by. Ah, so you think they're teasing the non-poisonous apple pie? Because I think I think if you setting us up, if you built up a tolerance and it's just your pinky, yeah, I could totally buy that. And her just you know dead eye and telling Raylan, yeah, I've been working on, oh yeah, I've been, I've been studying the biochemistry and and I've been I've been working up. Or maybe she's got an epinephrine pin or an adrenaline pin or whatever the hell is the magic pin that they shoot in people's hearts uh-huh. that can save you from face melting nerve gas in. <laughs> In the rock, you know. Save you from the Ark of the Covenant being opened or something. I don't know. <laughs> right. God's got nothing on adrenaline. <laughs> you got to syringe all that shit, and he's like, well, fuck. Uh, I can park the Red Sea, but I can't do anything to, to, to you for that. Uh, never heard of the Givens. Another line of the week is like, well, wannabe kingpin, or uh, my, Arlo's wannabe kingpin's ass would be heartbroken to hear you mm. say that. I thought yeah. that was pretty good. Um, epic thread about the Bennett's, you know, they're all gone. He's like, well, the Bennett's are my problem. Now you're my problem. And Avery comes back with, you're going to give me 24 hours to get out of town, which Tim Riley observes. You really have done your homework. (laughs) And, uh, then he lights up a doobie and, uh, skates out. Yeah. Once again, Raylan doesn't give a shit about that. No fucks about weed. Uh, did you notice that, uh, he hails from Cynthia? Oh, Home, no, I didn't. Hometown of Robert Kirkman. Did you think that was hmm. a sly tip of the cap to the other uh, basic cable uh, juggernaut? Not that, you know, justified is anywhere near. Eh, I don't know. Probably not. It's probably it's, just a... Really? A city that people have heard of around the area. I don't know. That isn't like, huh. you know, Lexington or Louisville. Or... It's like more... It's literally like the town we came from. It's, um, it's I think... Yeah, it's small. It, it's a small town. I just mm-hmm. thought it was interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, moving on to Catherine Hale, wrapping up her days of adventure with Ava. Uh, she tells a joke about uh, uh, Hillary Clinton having a joke at... Uh, um, Bill's expense, essentially her being the the power behind the throne. Mm-hmm. And she talks about how when a man kills your husband, you got to do something about it. Uh, she talks about uh, Avery being a rat. And then she immediately dismisses Ava. But before she does, she makes a connection between her being a rat and how fortunate or not from, from Arkham, Markham being a rat and how fortunate it was that the guard came clean with Ava. Yes, uh, very obviously saying to Ava, hey, I know about this. I and know I th- what you're up to. I know you're a rat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, Sam Elliott, best lover she's ever had. Sure, so, I believe that. Man's got some skills, apparently. Uh, Sam Elliott and or Avery Markham. Can't get the free mustache rides anymore, though. No, he can't. Nope. No. It's just all bare lip now. Yep. Uh, this was a, a very intimidating scene, and it shakes up Ava quite a bit. Sure. I... For the next scene. Uh, this, uh, what's her name? Mary Steenberger or something? Steenberg, yeah. Steenberg. She plays like sweet mothers a lot. Like she's, this is the woman, uh, the long suffering mom and elf, right? Yeah. I just watched her in Last Vegas as well with, uh, you know, all the old guys who go to Vegas and oh, have one yeah. last hurrah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She plays one of the love interests in that. Interesting. Uh, that was the one she's with, um, oh man, Robert De Niro, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman, yeah. Uh, Michael Sheen, I think. Michael Michael Douglas, rather. Yeah. And uh, there's one other guy. 
the guy who crap kevin something it it doesn't matter (laughs) it doesn't matter if you're really that curious go look up last vegas there you go it's on imdb (laughs) it's Uh, a good movie though i enjoyed it there's a brief scene in raylan where he's trying to you know uh it's a clear i think this is basically him grappling with the fact that he's got a daughter Mm -hmm. and that he kind of views loretta as something like either a kid sister or you know and he tries to speak on behalf of her daughter with or her her father which of course she has none of uh she's i thought she was funny she's reading popular science um that was pretty cool okay and he says hey i need you to walk away from the weed uh or at least get some bodyguards for the next next week or two uh which we'll see what happens i feel like we're gonna see her again though yeah uh Catherine hale no 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 this is we're talking about loretta Oh, Loretta. We'd moved on to Loretta. Raylan. Oh, geez. Okay. I didn't know. Yeah, you moved on from the scene pretty quickly. You thought Raylan thought of uh, Catherine as his (laughs) daughter? No, 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 no. No, No, I was reading my notes because I didn't want to move on from that scene yet. There's so much to talk about there. Do it. I thought Uh, we'd we'd spent a lot of time talking about it already. But take me away, sir. Have we skipped the scene where Boyd and Ava do their thing? Or are we between those scenes? We are. That's the next scene. Okay. Then never mind. Okay. Never mind. Uh, so, yeah. Ava goes back to her room, starts friendly packing. She's on the phone with uh, Raylan. Uh, Raylan seems very adamant that there's no way Catherine can know. Um, yeah. Right in the middle of the conversation, she has to hang up because Boyd comes in and says, I'm going to steal Avery's uh, money, and I'm going to steal his idea for the legal weed. Uh-huh. Guess what, babe? We don't have to leave Harlan. We can stay right here. We don't have to run. We don't have to hide. And we're going to have it all in in episode. Do you think that potentially Boyd will have to compete with Loretta for the weed business in Harlan? Also. Uh, if both... Okay, so Loretta could is not Could he get apple pied? Do you think Boyd could get apple pied? Very possible. Very possible. Hmm. Uh, I feel like Boyd should know about apple pie. Probably, yeah. But then again, he killed off his old man before maybe he was able to tell him because um, they were estranged for a good long time, too. I don't know. Um, that would be kind of a cool concept for the last scene of the series, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Just or maybe bookend. second to lack. It's like, you know, the epilogue and she's in vibes like, hey, you know, we need to bury the hatchet. We don't need to be competing <laughs> with each other. I've got a yeah. lot to learn from you, Boyd, here. Have a glass of apple pie. <laughs> That would be kind of cool. Sure. Hmm. And we don't need to see Boyd die. We just That would be kind of a neat way to end things there. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. If both of them live, then... Seems like Loretta's pretty gung-ho on the weed business, and Boyd said he is, so... Sure. Yeah. Um, there was one other thing, I guess, in that, that Catherine Hale and Ava scene that I want to talk about, where Ava tells Catherine, you know, she's, she's basically saying to her that it was smart of her to sleep with Avery to get what she wanted... I've got to think that that is the writers telling us something about the relationship now between Ava and Boyd. I'm, I'm like, I realize they're walking a line on purpose, Mm. not giving us too much information to go on as far as what side she's on. But man, every once in a while they throw these things in there that really make me think about. You're right. That's another, (laughs) that's also, that's, that's fodder for your, mill about her being a snitch because Ava's a snitch. Ava's sleeping with him with Boyd ostensibly to get information. Sure. Catherine and and then Ava draws a connection between oh it's good good job sleeping with the man you're trying to kill. Yeah, that's that's pretty good stuff, man. Uh, I don't know. This show has me racking my brain. 
and it's uh, it's fun. It's fun to watch. It is. It's, yeah, because I mean, it's also just it's, aside it's, from the awesome plot. When Justified did it on its best, it's not. It's it's everything's on the surface, but there's also a lot of twists and turns and unexplained things. Yeah, you know, having uh, a Jake Busey on just to blow him up for five minutes of screen time—that's <laughs> that's pretty amazing. Yeah, in the middle of a speech which you thought was going to get Boyd to his goal. Yeah. Now he's got to find a completely different avenue for that. Yeah. Uh, we don't know where he's going to turn. That that kind of dead-ended, literally. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, that's that's great. It's brilliant. Line of the week. There's so many good ones. I I I I, uh, I kind of want to give it to Tim for the Sigourney Weaver. I did, too. I mean, that's... Uh, that's it's, the last and, one I wrote. And down. I, I hate not giving it to Boyd or Raylan, but they're giving so many good, like Calhoun with the Occam's Razor, Thor's Hammer, who gives a shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, just... I think it's Sigourney Weaver. I think that line is awesome. Yeah. I mean, there's any 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 choice. The Archangel Raylan bit, the Search Your Soul numb nuts. I mean, <laughs> and uh, it, but it's not just the way. Like, it's not just the line itself. It's also the way that Tim delivers it. Yeah. That just has me cracking up every time I hear him. Right, like he's get not a good zinger. Like he's not breaking character from his archangel shtick <laughs> to deliver the the nub that's line. Oh, like oh, it. yeah, Raylan in that scene, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was talking about Tim when he delivers the Sigourney Weaver line. He's like, he's so dead. Matter of fact, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, uh, I, I, I'm going to give it to the Sigourney Weaver thigh crushing. Okay, all right. I think that's a good there choice. You go. I think Tim probably wore out the place on his uh, VCR where Zini on a top. You know, you are going with the, yeah, with the gold Goldeneye eye, crunch. Uh, that's that's uh, you know he's he's uh, he he went of, in and he digitally replaced her head with Sigourney go. Weaver's there face. Yep, right. Sigourney Weaver from uh, Alien Resurrection. <laughs> that's the thing. That's that's the air he's really into. Resurrection, yeah, yeah. Resurrection mm-hmm. era Sigourney. All right, it's time to pay the bills. We have bills that need to be paid, and we're hoping that you will help us out with them because the reality is the only reason you're listening to this justified podcast is because we have the time to do it. And the only reason we have the time to do it is because we've been doing this full-time for the last year or so. Uh, we took a hiatus from Justified for that very reason. It's just too much. We can only do about one a week. Uh, we're able to expand our coverage and give you more of what you love because of the generosity of people like yourself. So many ways you can do it, and we try to make it as easy as possible. You can go to support.baldmove.com and find out all the different ways uh, and all the different programs you can use to, to help support us. But uh, one of the greatest and easiest is use our affiliate link at amazon.baldmove.com. It is magic. Use that. It automatically redirects you to Amazon. And now we get a tiny cut out of all the books and DVDs and et ceteras that you buy. And it ain't nothing. It adds up pretty quick. There's like, a lot of et ceteras in there. I was looking through it. Binocul- like <laughs> night vision binoculars. Three Ooh. pairs of them. Who's buying three pairs of night vision binoculars? Different pairs also not, not the, creep, the same we, we don't want to creep you out we don't there's these are all anonymous we get we we do see all the items get ordered we have no idea yeah no idea who no idea them. who's ordering the 18 inch uh king kong dildos no idea if they also ordered the lubricant or not it's, uh, that's your business yeah lube or dry i mean it's a free country <laughs> right uh-huh uh we don't know who's ordering the chromium crushers uh, we don't order the the, the large rabbit shaped uh, bongs. Those mm-hmm. are all private. We can see they're being ordered. Sure. Nor do we want to know. We don't want to. We don't want to. <laughs> um, but uh, if if you if you have a purchase like that and you want to make us a little scratch on the side so we can keep scratching your itch, 
See what I did that? Do you and are, make us scratch our heads going? Who's buying this? Are, stuff? are you the type of man that appreciates another man's wit when you when you hear it? I do. Yeah. Uh, if you, if you like to do that, use Amazon.baldmove.com. It's that simple. Use it every time uh, you're going to check out, and we will get that cut. And uh, we appreciate everyone that does it. Over a third of our operating revenue comes just from the Amazon stuff, so it's a big deal. Uh, if you can uh, take the time out to remember to do that, we would appreciate it. And thank you very much. Let's get some feedback, yeah? Sure. Isaac Gates said, I have what I believe a theory on how Justified might end. Hopefully it doesn't end this way and they come up with something smarter. Not a great way to start a piece of feedback, BT Dubs. I'm a dumbass, and here's my theory. Did you is what you effectively said. Did you said. Know Jim? He did not do that before the Catherine theory. He's like, no. this is a solid theory that I really believe in. <laughs> come on, man. Have some self-respect. Anyway, Isaac continues. A previous email to the podcast mentioned Dewey's necklace and Ava finding it and making her suspicious. Mm-hmm. It's possible, but I think Raylan will see it somehow, either him coming into the bar or Ava mentioning it to him, and he will deduce that Dewey is being uh, Dewey is dead. In the pilot, when Dewey and Raylan first encounter each other at Ava's house, Raylan points out Dewey's necklace and figures out exactly where exactly in Florida Dewey is from based on the teeth and the necklace. Huh. So if Raylan sees this thing, knowing how much he loved it, Dewey said so, and how Dewey likes his relics, like the turtle dog he loved so much, and mm-hmm. realizes he hadn't seen Dewey in a while, he'll know Dewey's dead and most likely that Boyd killed him. Wow. A murder charge would trump a RICO case against Boyd and would put him in jail forever if Raylan can somehow prove it. If Ava somehow coaxes the truth out of Boyd and tells it to Raylan, her job is done and Raylan wins. Where it gets dicey is, back in season three, when Art was building his case against Quarles, he was going to have the Quarles, going to have Quarles finally arrested for threatening a, just, a federal marshal, Raylan, the night before in the bar. In one of Justified's best episodes, Man walks into the bar. Mm, Indeed. That was a great episode. Because he had that ace up his sleeve. Yeah. All he needed to aim aid him was the bartender's testimony as a witness, but they couldn't use her once he found out Raylan boned her, as he tends to do. I'm wondering if Raylan, not keeping his dick in his pants, will do the same thing here. As we know in season one, Raylan was sleeping with Ava. If Ava gets all this intel on Boyd, snitches on him and whatnot, can her testimony or info she got as a CI be used if she was sleeping with the federal marshal she was informing to? Hmm. If this is the case, all the info comes out, and it's only a matter of time when Boyd finds out. Maybe he's arrested, goes to trial, hears it through back channels, what have you. Either way, I figure this revelation makes the case against Boyd null and void. He gets off scot-free, uh, leading Raylan to take the ultimate justice and kill Boyd. Or Boyd kills Ava, then Raylan kills Boyd. Or Ava kills Boyd. Or Sam <laughs> Elliott grows his mustache back. I don't know. It's all just a theory. <laughs> uh, so that would be interesting if... Raylan has to go completely rogue to take out Boyd. They can't make a case. He has to go do exactly what he did at the very beginning of the series and just take the guy out in order to end this thing. I, he does have this other mini thing. He's like, keep in mind, Boyd knows Winona is in Florida. Maybe after he gets off, he takes a trip down there and the show ends where it all began. The only way I could see Boyd threatening Winona is if Raylan somehow is responsible for Ava dying yes like not just that she's a snitch but yeah he gets her killed somehow raylan gets her murdered yeah he might blame raylan for having her snitch and then Catherine killing her yeah avery killing her maybe that's the only thing i could see him possible that would because i just don't buy boyd as that kind of bad guy yeah that's pretty fucking ruthless i I like the idea i mean dewey's necklace has got to come back into this sure i don't think they hang it up there for no reason uh so so i like his theories on that uh, and, and I think 
Justified is smart enough to figure out a really nice way to book in this series. And that's certainly a possibility that... I think he nailed all the possibilities. There's a lot of people getting uh, killed and mustaches regrown there. (laughs) Uh, Well, I think at the end he kind of just said, well, fuck it, I don't know what's going to happen. So everybody (laughs) dies. But yeah, most of the way through that, I I like it. (laughs) Uh, OJ wrote in and said, here's my take on the big three. In a nutshell, they're all who they were in season one, just a bit older and maybe slightly wiser. Ava's still the woman everyone underestimates because she's a hairdresser who never got out of Harlan. But Mm -hmm. she's smart. She combines a romantic and a cynical side. She wants to fall in love with someone and change her life. But but since she's an Elmore Leonard character, she's looking out for number one. My guess is that Avery made Ava an offer to be his mole right after the woman have to be touched speech. Something we didn't see on screen. In my humble opinion, Raylan Boyd Mm -hmm. and Avery have each made off Ava an offer she can't refuse. And she's trying to figure out a way to take that one that leaves her alive and out of jail. Boyd's the only one of the three who loves her, but Ava's no dummy, so she probably thinks he's got at least a chance of getting out alive. Since season one, the big question on Boyd has always been, what, so what do you think of that? Do you think that it's possible that Justified would do something like that? Because there is definitely time that was elapsed where her and Avery were just eyeballing each other before Boyd showed up. I suppose it's possible, Would you yeah. feel it a cheat if you found out that something went off screen? No, not really. Um... Sometimes I feel like it's cheating, but I Justified usually has a good way of wrapping back around on itself. The only problem I have with that is why does she call Raylan instead of Avery when Catherine knows? It seems like if hmm. Avery had she had that deal worked out that she would at least have an equal chance of calling him and be like, WTF do I do? Yeah, and I don't like would Catherine hmm. So Catherine spilling her guts to Ava, you'd think would be huge leverage for Ava to use sure. if she were in bed with Markham. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, continuing, he said, since season one, the big question on Boyd has always been, what does he really believe? In my opinion, he believes all of it. He's rudderless <laughs> and he adopts an identity. Neo-Nazi bank robber, preacher, coal miner, coal thug, uh, crime lord. When the role lets him down, he drops it. The big question for Boyd is whether Ava fits that pattern. If Ava lets him down, is their relationship just one more identity to throw in the trash heap? And then who is he? For Boyd, Raylan and Avery are obstacles, but this season is about one last try to get him and Ava out of Harlan and save his current identity. I like that. Raylan is still the man he showed us in season one, episode one. The surface is all cynical detachment. He's like to pretend he doesn't even give a crap about guys like Dewey. They made their choice and need to ride the rap, but that's on them. Underneath that, he's boiling with rage at his father, at the people who take advantage of Harlan, and presumably at himself. Raylan would like to see Ava skate and wouldn't particularly care if she made it out of the season with Avery's money. But he needs to see Boyd and Avery destroyed. They're connected to his father. They prey on Harlan. And worse, they've been getting away with it. Raylan's going to eradicate them if he can. And if he has to destroy Ava to do do it, he will. Hmm. I think it's a fair characterization of I think that's a, a great analysis of Raylan's character. Yeah. Uh, and I fully endorse it. Moving on to Mike M. I said, I just started listening to your podcast and I am digging it. Since I'm a new listener, I don't know if you talked about it before, but are you aware that one of the justified writers is a fan of the sports talk station in Dallas, 1310 The Ticket? He includes multiple mm-hmm. references to The Ticket in some episodes he writes. Among them are, which, so which writer is this, Mike? I don't know. But he said, among them, Ty Walker, uh, who is a personality on The Ticket, his quote was, What about eggs is an inside joke on the station. 
Sea Bass is the name of another uh, ticket personality, and Dewey Crow huh. saying the anus is on you last season, and quite a few more. That's cool. Okay. Um, get your sports out of my shit. No, I'm kidding. I, I mean, <laughs> shit. I drop a ton of Bill Bill Simmons references in, uh-huh. in my work, so uh, you you know, steal from the best. Whitney S. said, this episode is like every episode, which is just great. Please do not use the mention of Apple Pie and Mags Bennett to continue your discussion. Only season two was good. Oh, whoa, whoa. whoa We've never whoa, said whoa. that. Ho, 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 hold on <laughs> now. Horses. No, it's not the only season is good. It's the only <laughs> season that's truly capital G great. Yeah, yeah. And... And you have to compare, you necessarily compare the rest of the series to that. Yes. Because that was... In our opinion, the high point of the series. I don't think it's a controversial. Like, yeah. uh, if you're saying, Whitney, that you preferred seasons one, three, four, or five to season two, I'd like to know because that would blow my mind. Season two is so much better than, you know. Four and five. Four uh, and five. And it's still be- – it's 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 a good nudge better than season, season three. Yeah, I like season three a lot. I did too. I'm – I I really loved the end of season four. Season five was okay. Uh, this season is shaping up really good. I, yeah, I don't want to by any means portray the idea that I don't like the other seasons of Justified. Yeah. I I thoroughly enjoy watching this show, just you know uh, across the board. But season two is just incredible. Uh, we made her ho ho hold her horses. Now she's going to continue. This show okay. is a wash with great dialogue and the suspenseful scenes. Yep. Honestly, a churlish Loretta is what at times ruined that season for me. Nothing frightens this teenager. She can die and she is still wisecracking. It doesn't make her a badass. It just means she's not a real character. Ava can have a silent freak out and lose her breath at the end of this episode, but this orphan girl doesn't feel alone and scared. I'm calling bullshit. Can you please talk about what a great actor Mary Steenburgen is? Her Catherine is slowly coming to life. Okay. Loretta. I'm not the biggest fan of Loretta. But I also don't think it's fair to say that she never got scared because she's plenty scared on a on a couple times when I think Coover was, you know, like she came close to dying and she was appropriately yeah, yeah. scared in those times. Mm-hmm. I don't think she, she I think she's got a good mastery of herself so she doesn't show fear when people are just talking. It takes more than that to rattle her, especially since again mm. she almost she's almost been murdered many, many, many times. Yeah, she was tutored by the best. You right. know? Mags Bennett was no joke. Sure. Uh I <laughs> And her father was a fuck up. She's had to raise herself essentially for so she's she's yeah. she's wise beyond her years. And I don't think that she in season two especially, I don't think she ever didn't ever show fear. Um I thought, you know, especially for as young as this actress is, she does a hell of a job. Yeah, and I like when they, you know, last season they paired her up with another kid who was constantly shitting his pants. And that's, uh, I felt like that contrast worked pretty well. You know, you see the life that she had, you see this punk kid who doesn't know anything, and yeah, there's a huge difference because of those backgrounds. And Mary Steenberg, I don't know what you can say. I mean, she's clearly having a ball. I read an interview with her talking about how she doesn't usually get to play the heavy, and it's so fun to play this, like, large and in-charge woman. Yeah, she's and really good at it. Every, that's that's one of the things about the show is it seems like everyone just has a ball mm-hmm. making it. It's a really fun, fun, fun thing to shoot, so. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen much of Rachel this season. 
you know? No, she's the one getting the short end of the stick, being yeah. chained to Art's desk. She's not in it at all this I time. was really hoping we'd see more of her mounted up with Raylan, but, you know, I guess it was Tim's turn to be the Mountie. Yeah. Uh, David J says apologies to Timothy Oliphant, but with Walton Goggins and Sam Elliott chewing so much scenery, there's hardly any left for poor Tim <laughs> to snack on. Indeed, I don't right. think Raylan's got line of the week once so far. Uh, great performances this time around. Mary Steenburgen was creepy as hell this episode. She gives me the willies whenever she is on screen. Oh, God. not that the plot doesn't matter, but I'm happy enough just watching all these actors just doing their thing at this point. Everyone's bringing their A game and swinging for defenses here in the last season. Seeing Loretta again, callbacks to apple pie. Um, oh, a little bit of spoiler for next episode. Spoiler. Yeah, okay. hmm. uh, for the preview, which we're going to keep out because it's there. Like I said, ton, lots more fun surprises coming for us for Justified fans. Right. This feels like a love letter to us fans, and I am digging the hell out of it. Hmm. The um, ghost of Mags Bennett. Ooh, <laughs> she's coming she's, back uh, like a force ghost. She's a translucent <laughs> blue figure uh, standing right there with Loretta's daddy. Yep. Um so uh, he says to stick your pinky in there and give it a lick is the line of the night. Not bad. Because <laughs> it also was just a li- the way Sam said it was a Creepy. little bit lascivious or mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. inappropriate. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got that too. A little, little creepy uncle. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially, yeah, I mean, it, just a great scene. Very tense scene. Yep. That's it for the feedback we got, which probably means it's in the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. If you'd like to give us more feedback, please send it in to justified at baldmove.com. We also have weekly threads on our forums at forums.baldmove.com and on facebook.com slash baldmove. You can also tweet at Jim at baldmove. And if I'm talking too fast about any of this crap, uh, go to baldmove.com and all this stuff is in the show notes every week. How convenient. Super convenient. All right. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. See ya.